we see the things that you do and we are sure that it is just who you are. We thank you this morning for your presence in this room. Thank you because we know that everyone here will live with their word in the name of Jesus. Thank you because lives will be transformed in the name of Jesus. Thank you because questions will be answered in the name of Jesus. We give you all of the glory for in Jesus' name we worship. Amen. If you're excited to be in church this morning, I need you to celebrate Jesus. It seems like the people on this side are not excited to be in church this morning. I don't even believe that's how you are celebrating Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, you must never get too used to the things of God. You must never let it lose its wonder. So when they say celebrate Jesus, we're not just making noise. It's not a part of the service that is cute. So when I say celebrate, you, you think about, when I say celebrate Jesus, you meditate on the things that he has done for you and the things that he has promised to do for you. And then you need to do it much better than you are doing it now. Because God has been good to you. God has kept you. God has rescued you. God has kept his word to you. You are still standing because of this Jesus. So celebrate him like you mean it. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's how we should sound when we come to church. We should sound like the winning side. And you know that the winning side is the loud side. So you can't come to church and we say celebrate Jesus and he just Now greet someone and tell them you're in the right place this morning. And then be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. So I, I do believe that this is the first time I'm preaching here this year. So happy new year. Happy new year. And the word for this year is what? Ah, did you come to church this morning or you left your spirit at home, so your body that is here? I said the word for this year is what? You need to be sure about it because that's what you're going to use to war this year. And I know that a lot of you want easy life, but whether you like it or not, there's a war going on. The only difference is that we will not need to fight in this battle. Eh, but you will show up. Eh, you will be there. So you have to have something that you're working with this year. So what's the word for this year? On eagle's wings. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Let's start from Deuteronomy chapter 32. And I'll start from verse 11. Projector, please help me this morning because I need, yes. So I want to read the message translation. In fact, let's read it together. Let's read it together. One to go. He was like an eagle hovering over its nest, overshadowing its young, then spreading its wings, lifting them into the air, teaching them to fly. We're going to read it again. One to go. He was like an eagle hovering over its nest, overshadowing its young, then spreading its wings, lifting them into the air, and teaching them to fly. 
Now, this is one of the scriptures. I mean, we, our scripture for the year, of course, is Exodus 19, verse 4. And we'll probably end there. But I wanted to start with this scripture because it gives a very clear picture of what God wants to do for us this year. This scripture says that he's like an eagle hovering over his nest, overshadowing its young. When I saw that particular word, overshadowing its young, it now explained to me what God is trying to do for us this year. One of the things that you will encounter this year is the mother side of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. And I think that finally becoming a mother made me understand a bit more when God says he wants to show us the mother's side of himself. Every mother I know, fiercely, at least the normal ones, the ones that they are okay, because the mothers are not okay, but the ones that are okay, they fiercely love their children. You can do anything to them, they will take it. Once it gets to their children, they don't play like that. And God is telling us that he's going to be like that for us this year. That he's going to, we're going to be in his nest. You are going to be protected. Then he's going to overshadow you. He's going to hover over you. Then he will spread his wings and he will lift you to the air. What's the goal? To teach you to fly. In other words, God will carry you this year, but the goal is not for you to remain carried. The goal is for you to learn to fly like him. And this is one of the reasons why this year you cannot play with knowing who you are. You can't play with it. So last week, when Pastor K announced our midweek services, that we'll be learning about what we have in Christ Jesus and who we are in Christ See, you can't play with me. You can't, this, see, this year you make up your mind. And it's not that virtual thing you are doing. You know that virtual thing you are doing? That you just put the phone there. You are washing plates. You are gisting with your friends. You are even having sex. You are doing all kinds of things. Then you say you are in service. No. When you come to church, you sit down. Like this, this midweek service, Pastor Wally taught us about authority, about, and then what again? Those of you that didn't come, you know you're looking at us now. You're saying, what's in the bit? What's in the covenant? What's in the blessing? You will be shouting, Abraham's blessings are mine. What are they? Those that came on Tuesday now know what they have, right? You now know what you have in Christ Jesus. So this year is not the year that you miss midweek service. That's not how to start the year. Children go to school. And so when I'm saying you see the mother side of God, you too have to be a child of God. Children go to school. How many children want to go to school? None. In the morning, sometimes they're crying. But they do it until they now enjoy it. So it gets to a point where they like going to school. So yes, you don't feel like, I don't tire, I'm coming from work. Come! Don't feel like, come, come and learn. You know, it's interesting how we want to be disciples of Christ, but we don't want the discipline that comes with becoming disciples of Christ. If you're going to sow eagle's wings this year, you have to be the kind of child that can be carried. Some children know they stay for back. They put you, struggle, you come down. But if, if you allow, you see, those that have children, and I, and, and I don't want to go there because that's my second service message. See, those that have children, eh, you know when your children disturb you too much, when you put them on the back and you tie them, they just sleep. You sleep so that Jesus can carry you this year. 
You know that's how Adam was disturbing. They will bring this one, no be wife. Bring this one, no be wife. God just said, put this guy to sleep, let's help him. God wants to help you this year. But you have to be a child. You have to allow him to help you this year. So it starts with getting knowledge. It starts with going to school. That word to be discipled means to be taught. If you are not a student, you are not a disciple. How do you become a student of Christ if you don't learn about him? I'm tired exactly why you should be in midweek service. He says, come on to me. All you who are tired. You say you are burnt out on religion. He says, exactly you I'm looking for. He says, come and sit down. Learn of me. That's the way not to be tired. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and will not faint. How? You will you entwine yourself with Yahweh. You will become one with him. You will think the way he thinks. You will see the way he sees. That's the ultimate goal this year. God is trying to elevate you to a place where you think like him and he sees, you see like him. Because normally he says, your, my ways are not your ways. They are higher. But he says, I can't elevate you. I can't carry you. So this year, one of your New Year resolutions, I know you have plenty, and like 10 of them you will not do, but this one, add it to your list and let that be the one you do. Come out and hear the word. Don't let anybody, don't, don't let anybody force you this year. So he says, as a mother, give me that scripture back, we're not done. He says, so as a mother, she will hover over her nest. And you know, it's not just, interestingly, when, 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 when eagles have children, the mother and father take turns in brooding over that child. And you know, when I was reading that thing, I was, I was, reading, I was googling today because I, I really wanted to know how eagles take care of their, their children. Because you see, one thing about God is because he knows that we're humans. And for him to explain things to us, because you know, we don't think the way God thinks. We don't really see the way God sees. There are things God wants to do in your life, but... Because you don't think the way he thinks, you can't get it. Because you are, still, you are still moved by everything that is happening around you. Everything around you is panicking you. You know, they are, they are saying, oh, the fuel, price, fuel price has gone up. This one, that one, ah, Nigeria is going to this year. You cannot, you cannot make this year. He needs you to come up. He really needs you to come up. So one of the things he will do for you is that he will train you. So what they do is that they would brood over their eggs. They take turns. So that, that, that nest is never left abandoned. And as I was reading it, my mind now jumped to Genesis 1. Where the Bible says that the earth was without form and without void. And that the spirit of God began to brood. So you see, the mother side of God has started from the beginning of time. There's never been a time you've been abandoned. There's never been a time this earth has been abandoned. He said he would brood over it. And so that's how they would, they would brood until the egg will hatch. Most other birds will go away at that point, but not the eagle. The eagle is very, very maternal. Very, very maternal. And I was looking at some of the things that the eagle does, and I, and I realized that that's why God would give us the example of the fact that he will carry us like a mother eagle will carry babies on its wings. And those are some of the things that I want to share with you this morning. So, the first thing I noticed is that they feed their young. So, after it has hatched, they feed their young. 
Now, they feed their young in an interesting way, right? Other birds may just abandon, but the eagle will go and catch the prey, bring it into the nest. But that's not enough. I would think that that would be enough. They've brought food for you. Can you not now eat? No. The eagle will shred it and feed their child beak to beak. Do you know what came to my mind when I saw that thing? Let's look at what Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 says. I'll read you message translation. It says, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of, steady stream of, from God's mouth. So mouth to mouth. So this year, if you know that you are going to go far, you have to stay in the word. And it has to be the word for now. He said they, they take it and then they break it down. And then they feed them mouth to mouth. So I just to myself, I said, this bread can do, it can just leave it and go away. But it is insistent on you learning about who you are. Holy Spirit, help me this morning. God is interested. And I mean, today it's going to seem like I came here just to talk about midweek service. But if you don't know who you are, anything goes. If you don't know the authority you have in Christ Jesus, Satan will deal with you this year. If you don't know that you carry the blessing that makes rich without painful toil added to it, you will suffer for nothing. If you don't know that you have a covenant with God, and that covenant is that God could not swear by anything else, he swore by himself. That you see here, in blessing, I have blessed you. There's nothing you can do about it. You are blessed. It is irrevocable. That's how deep the covenant you have. Jesus said, you can't live by bread alone. That's not what sustains. So yes, I can provide for you. I can give you money. I can give you things that you can survive. You can have a great job. Because that's what we're always praying about. How many times have you woken up and said, God, this year, I must have my word for this year. It must be my reality. He said, a steady word. So it can't be last year's word. It has to be instruction daily. That's what he's saying. He's saying daily instruction. As a mother, if there's one thing you hear in your life, it's mommy. Your children want to poo-poo, mommy. They want to wee-wee, mommy. They don't know whether they're a boy or girl. Mommy, mommy, am I a boy or girl? How do you ask me those kind of questions? Mommy, am I tired? David, am I the one that will tell you you are tired? Go and lie down. They come to you for everything. Mommy, is it true that you said that we should sleep at 8.30? You know you sleep at 8.30. Mommy, is it true? They are coming to you for everything. That's the same way that God expects you to come to him from everything. Jesus said a steady stream of words. So your communion with God this year has to be consistent. And I'm not saying these things, I know I'm not saying anything new. I'm just saying to you that the things you have known are the things that still work. So you have to work them this year. Don't just sit around and do nothing. You wake up in the morning, ask God, what are we doing today? If you are not sure whether you should go out, do you know that there are days my children are dressed in uniform, they still come to ask me, are we going to school today? Usually David, he hopes that I should change my mind so that we can play. But they will see as he's dressed, are you are dressed? What's, what's the alternative? He just wants to know. 
That's the way before you go to work. Ask God. Because you might just go outside there and waste your entire time. That new business you want to go, ask him. You're about to sign, ask. So this year, you can't just, it can't be they drop food for you, just eat. Mm -mm. From the mouth of God, you must have communion with your father. You must have communion with your father. You must be excited about spending time with him. It's a mouth-to-mouth situation. Must be excited to hear what he has to say. If they are still chasing you to read your Bible, you have not entered that realm I'm talking about. You have not entered the realm I'm talking about. You must get to the point where, for you, you need a steady. Your truth. If you're a mother, how many mothers do we have in the house? I think that some of you, this message will hit more for you people, because your children are always asking you things. At some point, you are like. Don't disturb me. That, get to that point. But you see, the, pro, the thing is that God will never ask you not to disturb him. That's what makes this example, even though that's the example I'm using, makes it not so strong. Because I think it's Isaiah 49. Give me Isaiah 49, I think from verse 15. That talks about that can a nursing mother forget their child. God was still trying to show us that I have a mother's side. But it's not even, that's why I say you must elevate your thoughts this year. It's not even the level you are thinking. Right? It's not, it's not that level you are thinking. You are thinking of yourself as a good mother. Compared to God, you are a bad mother. It says, can a nursing, can a nursing mother forget their baby at their breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? She said, yes, though she may forget, I will never forget you. Now, why they use this analogy is that it is difficult for a mother, especially a nursing mother, to forget their child. Because even if you forget, your body will tell you. I remember when um, I had Davida. So I had her in Delaware. And I needed to travel to New York to get her Nigerian passport so she could come back to Nigeria. If not, they would have, would have to get a visa. And that was stressful. So I wanted a Nigerian passport and an American passport. So I traveled. I, so I, and the drive to New York was a few hours. And she was really young. And my mother was around. My mother does not really stood there. She comes from Mugo. So she just held on to the baby. She said, me, I should be going. I should express for her and be going. Now, the child was taken care of. What we did not envisage was that the mother, too, would need taken care of. Because as we were coming back, unfortunately, we were held up in one bad traffic that held us for one hour. So the time we calculated that I would get home and I'd be able to express did not now happen. So on the road... I was engorged. And if you are engorged, you see, just look around you. There's a mother around you. You see her shaking her head. Just that's the explanation. And I went with my sister, Diche. I was almost going mad. Diche say, prisoner. <laughs> I said, there's a man in the car. She said, it's not penny yet. <laughs> he said, the problem is that you can't bear pain. If you can't bear pain, you cannot press this thing. That's how desperate I was. I need, see, I needed to remember my child. God said, but there are still mothers who go say nothing. I go bear the pain. Nothing that happened. I don't, that child, I don't throw away that child. He said, I'm not like that. It's hard for a mother, a nursing mother. See the example there. It's not a mother. Because some mothers, you can't even forget your child in school. And the reason you can forget your child in school is because you don't need the child. See, see, let me tell you, one thing you must settle forever. Human love is selfish. Human love is selfish. You love your children 
because you need them. They give you a certain sense of satisfaction. The people that throw their children away know they don't need them. Well, how many, especially mothers, are the ones that are looking for that satisfaction? What is it concerned, man? You get belay, come here, eh? You get the belay, they go your way. But for a woman, you need that child, first of all, to ease the pain on your body. Even that first time the child is sucking, you need that child to suck so that your womb can get back into place. So you see, it's not just that you love your baby. Oh, God puts that love in you because you need that child. But God is not like that. Because he doesn't need you. He just loves you. And so when he says this year that he will never, he will not forget you. That's the thing about mothers. They don't forget. Your mother can't forget. You are a real mother because I don't they see things these days. Oh. A real mother can never forget her child. Never. There's something inside you that is just connected to that child. God even did it in a way that if you are nursing, if your child is crying, your milk starts coming out immediately. I know a lot of you don't know this, so I'm, I'm giving you a spoke. And some of the single girls are saying, oh my God, you sure say we'll go do this thing? <laughs> because I hear that's why a lot of people don't want to give birth these days. They don't want to go through all of this. Uh-huh. But that's it. And even though there's pain, you still love your child. The minute they put the child in your hand, well, not the minute, because I can't really lie. Let me tell you the truth. Because all these mothers, they used to tell us lie. That the minute they put the child in your hand, the pain will disappear. They say lie. It's a lie because the minute they put Davida in my hand, I wanted to sound the nurse and Davida together. I said, now this morning they caused me that pain. But once that child suckles, once you get past the initial pain, because that first pain is painful, right? Once you get past it, you feel a tenderness and a connection. In fact, what they do, I don't know if they do it here, what they do to you abroad is that they'll do skin to skin. So immediately give it to the child, they will strip you and strip the child. You people must touch. Once you do that, there's a connection. There's a, there's a nurturing spirit that comes over you. I don't know how to explain it. You just want to care for that child. That's how God wants to care for you. He wants to take care of you. And that's why he cannot just leave you on net. He can't leave you. He's going to hover. Do you know that the eagle is the only bird that trains his child to maturity? So when God gives us examples... He, there's a reason why. He's not just random. He could have said vulture. <laughs> because interestingly, if God was just concerned about speed, and that's what I'm trying to bring to your attention, because a lot of us are talking about, ah, do God carry us on his wings? That means we will, there will be speed, and there will be speed. But the eagle is not the fastest bird. It's not even the top ten. Vultures are faster. But that's not what he, because that one no follow. If you begin, die, if God is talking about something that is, is more a little bit like him. Like I said, because our minds are not like his, he has to give us physical things to help us understand because we're in the physical realm, which is normal. So he's trying to help us understand what I will do for you this year. I will show you my mother's side. I will care for you. I will not show you and I will never forget you. Let me show you Hebrews 13. This is a scripture that I love so much. You see, when they're teaching eagles, when eagles are teaching their children to fly, they're never far. Never. They're never far because they know, number one, that the child can fall. Number two, they know that the child can get tired. 
So they will carry the child on their back and take it back to the nest. So they are the only ones that train their children to maturity. So that tells me that. And sometimes, even when the eagle is okay, the eaglet is okay, what they do is that they stay nearby and they hover. They just hover and watch that everything is okay. They want to be sure that even though I have taught you how to fly, I'm still watching over you to be sure that you are okay. See this scripture. Because like I said before, this year, a lot of us already have financial goals. We're already thinking, if I can just get a better job, I'll be fine this year. If I can just get a better contract, I'll be fine this year. If I can just make more money, I'll be fine this year. And all those things are well and good. But you know, I, I, one thing I've learned is that money is the least resource that God has. There's a realm, and I've shared that with you in this show, there's a realm you get to where, where you don't spend money. You spend relationships. You spend favor. So it's, not, it's, a, it's a realm of buying without money. So you need something, it comes to you. you, you, you don't, sometimes you don't even know you need it. It just comes to you. So you, you must adjust your mind this year. And this is an aside, this is not where I'm going. But you must adjust your mind this year from I need money to buy this to I need this. Did you understand what I just said? Because that's the major thing that will keep some of you on the low level. God needs you to fly high. He's elevating you this year. So he says, let your character or your moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possession. Because that's what makes people go and start doing funny things. That's what makes you now start doing Yahoo. That makes you start doing that betting. Do all kinds of funny things that Christians sh- should not be head of amongst Christians. But it's now a normal thing. Simply because you think when you do it, you pay your tithe. God doesn't accept those kind of things. You're only deceiving yourself. He says, and be satisfied with your present circumstance and with what you have. For he, God, himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor do what? Nor do what? Leave you without support. Then he says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you. After saying it, he still says, assuredly not. See, this scripture here, if you meditate on it, there will be a borderline between pride and arrogance in your life. There's a way you, there's a way you will swell. Do you understand? That he will never leave me nor forsake me. And if I wanted to, before I doubt, he said, I will not. I said, he said, I will not. I will not. Assuredly not. Jesus will say verily, verily. They say Jesus will say verily, verily. That's eh, eh. See this one. Are you seeing song? God said, I will not. I will not, I will not, assuredly not. So the same way that an eagle will not go far, I can guarantee you that throughout this year, God is not far from you. You must have that consciousness that God is not far from you. So there's nothing that will happen to you this year that God is not aware of and has not already provided a solution for. So that's the confidence with which you need to tackle 2024. But still at the beginning of the year, you must make up your mind about certain things. That this year is not that kind of year. That things will happen to me. I'm here, I'm happening to 2024. I'm not even expecting miracles. I'm a miracle looking forward to express myself in 2024. 
cannot be stranded this year. I cannot be confused. So he says, the mother side of me says, I will never forsake you. Never. Even when a child misbehaves, they arrest the child. Who carries food to the police station? I will never forsake you. Even if you do bad, I will never forsake you. It's up to you to make up your mind to come back to me, but I will never forsake you. That's the mother side of God. There is nothing you can do that can reduce that love or change it. And if you truly understand what I'm saying, that would be a good time to say praise God. And the last thing that I want to, to bring to your attention today. And as I'm saying this thing, I know some people will be laughing because some people believe that me, I like to fight. I don't like to fight. But don't bring fights near me. That's all. I don't like to fight. I'm not even a fighter by nature. Very gentle. Very. <laughs> Pastor K, I want to resign from this church. I'm offended. <laughs> During family meetings, somebody said something. I wanted to answer. Everybody just said, I said, ah. But I thank God that God truly knows me. You don't know me. Let me tell you what you think is fighting. It is the mothering spirit that I carry. The mothering grace that I carry. A mother fights for her children. You can do any nonsense near me, but you don't touch my children. Whether physical, biological, or spiritual, you don't touch my children. And so God also has said, and I'm like my father, God, this is what I'm talking about. God, God is a fighter. God is a fighter. He said, we fight for you, you hold your peace. He said, you will not need to fight in this battle. Just stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. Look all over scripture. When they try to touch God's people, God, sometimes God will even use the sound, he will change the sound of their footsteps and people will run away. This year, you know, put up the word for the year. Exodus 19 verse 4, New Living Translation. And please, I hope you know this. I asked somebody this morning, what's the word for the person was looking at me? <laughs> and, I sh- and I told them on the day when I was preaching, gaining momentum. I said, by March, I can guarantee you that a lot of people will not even know the word for the year. Because I've not even reached March. Oh. If God promised you a word, you don't know it. What are you now walking about with? What makes you different from the ordinary person on the road? What you don't know is that that word is a prophecy over your life and you wage war with it. So when you reach somewhere and they say, ah, it's very hard. You see, I'm carried on eagle's wings. They say, ah, you don't know the people that are in this place. What you answer them, you say, you have not seen what my God did to the Egyptians. Look at this scripture. He said, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now give me five. I don't know if that's what I'm looking for, but give me verse five. I want to check something. No, leave it. I don't want to go into that. That's for second service. Okay. He says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. And when I saw this scripture, because that was the word for the year. So of course I started meditating on it. That you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. So I started to ask myself, what did God do to the Egyptians? Have you asked yourself that this year? You have no asabi. I like that you are honest. Because they're all looking at me like, eh, we suppose that's not good wing they concentrate on. Oh. They say they go carry us. What's the concern? I was waiting there. The scripture is complete, oh. 
He said, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. It's a continuation, no? So this promise is, he said, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagle's wings and I brought you to myself. Some of that translation say, I brought you to a high place. See, when God went in to deal with the Egyptians, he dealt with them mercilessly. If you have not listened to my gaining momentum message on the island, I think you should listen to it because I took time to break it down. What happened there was God sent in 10 plagues. Now, you see, every time we read it, I don't know whether we even read it or maybe you remember it from book of Bible stories or children's church. Those 10 plagues were not just God showing off. It was not just God saying, I can make water turn to blood. I can send insects. Because I thought to myself, why is God doing those kind of things? Why is he sending mosquitoes to bite people? Why, you know, it just seems like, it doesn't seem like what God would do. Why don't you just send fire, burn everybody up and let the children of Israel take over? You know, I, I, I've thought about it many times. That this doesn't seem like a God thing. God can just send hailstone. He can just end the matter. So why did he do it the way he did it? The simple reason is this. Every plague was a response to the Egyptian gods. The Egyptians had a lot of gods. So they worshipped the god of the Nile because it's one that gives water. God said, what? I'll turn it to blood. Then they worshipped one other god that was shaped like they, 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 they built like frog. That's the god they worship. And they are not allowed to kill frogs. So God infested the place with frogs. And the frogs died because they couldn't. And it was stinking. God said, I'll make a stinking mess of your god. See, if you read that thing, go back now. And look at it and see how your God fights. And you think anybody can come against you this year and survive? That's the confidence with which I move around. You cannot come near me and survive. It's a God-to-God situation. This year, your God will answer their God. David went out to fight. Small boy. He got there. Goliath said, "Uh-uh, am I a dog? They are coming at me with stick and stone. Me, I thought that at least you think, you know, he's a small boy. She is to tell, come on, get out from here, or you use belt. The Bible says he cursed him by his God. So he knew that this thing is not ordinary eye. David said, this is what I like. This is it. I really didn't want to fight. You call your God. So now, I come to you. I'm not cursing you, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the heavenly armies. He said, this is what I will do to you. I will destroy you and I will feed you to the bed. And exactly what he said happened. David turned his, um, what do you call that? Catapult. It's not slingshot. Forget all this English. Catapult. David turned that catapult. As he released it, Goliath fell. Goliath fell forward. What kind of God is that? If it was really David that did it, why didn't he fall backward? God gave him that kind of victory. See, 2024 is the kind of year that you will hit it this January. Every other month will begin to fall for you. And because you have the eagle eye, listen, because the goal is to make you like him. He will carry you till you can fly. Because you have, God has eagle vision. Because you have that eagle vision, you will know exactly how to hit it. How did David know that his forehead David was not tall enough. How did David know his forehead? He knew it was accurate. See, this month you will hit it accurately. 
I thought your amen would be louder than that. And as you hit it from the front, God will cause your 2024 to collapse for you from behind. And as I was reading that scripture, I said, you see how I did with Egyptians. Let me tell you, there were 10 plagues. God said to me, I am going to collapse the victory of 10 years in 10 months. So by November, you will not be able to recognize yourself. I said by November, you will not be able to recognize yourself. I don't think I see people in this room that believe what I'm saying. I said by November, you will not be able to recognize yourself. Every month, there will be a specific miracle. Every month will be accuracy for you. Every month, you will know what to do. You will not be stranded. He said it's a God-to-God battle. He cursed him by his gods. God said, you see the nonsense I made of their gods. He said, and you did not need to fight. I carried you. This year you'll be carried. 2024 will be easy for you because you'll be carried. You will be doing small things. But the victory and the result will be a lot. One small thing that you will bring out in January will be making money for you every single month of the year. And that's why I said it's a steady stream because you have to get instruction big to big. Big, tell your neighbor, big to big. The food is in God's mouth, but it's big to big. If you don't connect with the big, you don't get the food. Did you hear what I said? If you don't connect with the big, you don't get the food. This year, you will be carried on eagle's wings. That means that there will be speed. There will be accuracy. It will be easy for you. This year, it will be just grace, no struggles. The ease with which you will use to do things this year will surprise even you. And when God was done with the Egyptians, he didn't just let his people live like that. He did something. He said to them, go to the Egyptians and tell them to give you everything they own. Shabi, you have dealt with them. You have even killed their children. You now say we should go. Do you know some people do not believe? There are people, there are always people with coconut head. Always. God said, go. The Bible says that when they got there, they asked the Egyptians, they said the Israelites stripped the Egyptians of all their wealth. These people had labored for years and they were not paid. Every year you have labored. Every promotion you have missed, everything you have done that you think you were cheated out of, this year you will recover all. I said this year you will recover all. They went and they asked, this, mouth, don't, this year don't keep your mouth closed. This year, what did I say? Even when it doesn't make sense, ask for it. Say give me your wealth. 2024, every currency this year comes to me now don't keep your mouth shut you want that car speak you want that house speak you want that child speak this year don't mess around though this is the year that there will be a clear distinction between those that are in Goshen and that those that are not clear distinction I need you to understand that. And I need you to know what you have in Christ Jesus. Don't miss midweek services for anything.
Tell your neighbor, don't miss midweek services for anything. That one, that one's not here. Is I see that one has coconut head. Tell the second person. Now tell them me too. I will not miss midweek services. Before I go down, I want to give someone a chance to give their heart to Jesus this morning. Still standing. Everyone's still standing. Everyone's still standing. I want to give you a chance to give your heart to Jesus this morning. Listen. All these shouts were shouting. If you say you follow us and shout, when you reach front, you go, see, there's nobody there, you're back. So if you want to start that relationship with God and you say, you know what, I want to hand over. I'm even tired of flying by myself. Come and carry me. You want to start a relationship with Jesus. I want to pray with you. Quick prayer. Nothing to be ashamed of. Everybody here has done it one time or the other or should have. So if you know you want to start that relationship with God, you want to have this confidence that God has your back. God will care for you. God will carry you. Then I want to say a simple prayer with you. If you are that person, just lift your right hand boldly. It's not, not those years that they say, I close. Boldly. This is nothing to be ashamed of. You want to join the family of God. You want to be a partaker of the things, the promise that we have. I just want to pray with you quickly. Are there any hands up? If those hands are, if those hands are up, can you put them on your chest and say this prayer after me? Put your right hand up. Put your left hand on your chest. Ushers, please take note. Pass something into their hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today acknowledging that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus died for me and that on the third day he rose again. Today, I believe that I am born again. I am now a child of God and I have all the benefits of a child of God. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. They're, they're going to put slips in your hand and ushers, you know what to do. You can move them out from their seats. Were you blessed this morning? I celebrate Jesus. <laughs>